protecting your assets for the next generation. You're listening to The Strong Room, a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 770 CHQR. Welcome to The Strong Room. I'm Peter Watts. There's a new trend being observed at Macmillan Estate Planning lately. When the phone rings, it's often a younger person calling, wanting to set up a meeting with his or her parent to talk about creating an estate or life plan. The process is being initiated by the potential beneficiaries rather than by the parent group. Sherry McMillan and Henry Villanueva are with me now to talk about this new development. The elder generation that have not completed estate planning do do not understand the relevance of having their affairs in order before they pass. And I think it's due to aging and also historically because we didn't have wealth in our history, we would just do a simple will and think we've designed our estate. So the elder generation often feels that way. But the next generation understands that there's much more to it. There's not just the need to have a legacy plan for the mom that's passing, let's say. There's an importance there that we're going to protect her through her life. Because elders do get married again. It's not impossible. We've had many occurrences of that situation. And what we're wanting to do is protect the estate for the bloodline. So we have a lot of stewardship starting to occur by children of the generation above them. And again, Henry, it's it's a case of the young people are going to have to deal with the estate on the passing of the parent, uh, and they're also going to be the beneficiary of whatever is left behind. So it's no wonder that they're taking more of an active interest in making sure that there's a set of rules in place. Absolutely. Every family is aware of uh, the troubles that um, going through a difficult probate can uh, deal with a family. And what uh, we're finding from uh, the kids is they want to minimize conflict in the family. They want to promote harmony. And essentially, they're being a good son and daughter. They want what's best for mom. They want what's best for dad. And they want to make sure that should that time come when mom and dad kick the bucket, it's not going to be their headache and that mom and dad are looking happy down from heaven. It's all about peace of mind, isn't it? it, it and, and in this case, perhaps it's for the younger generation, not, not simply for the older parent. Well, we're seeing, because of the wealth that we've created in Canada, a change in mindset. And specifically because we have so much affluence, we're not necessarily only wanting to give our estate to our children. In many families, they want to do planning for the grandchildren as well, because what's happening is, because we're living so long, You know, if you live to 90 or 95, your children are 65 or 8 or 70. They don't have the need in the same way for your affluence. They may have created their own. And yesterday we had a family exactly like that. Uh, They were very affluent themselves as a farm family, but all of their children were professionals and have made their own way in life, and they're at retirement phase, but mom is still alive. So what we talk about in these families a lot is can we generationally skip the tax level and transfer wealth to the grandchildren who are needing it to start to build their future? And so we're seeing a shift, um, basically, that the entire state is no longer going to only the children, but also to the grandchildren. And we're seeing, again, the peace of mind that comes from having a plan in place. And the plan is as much for the the executor generation, if I can call it that, that, that will have to, you know, dole out the assets after the parent group has moved on. 
Well, the benefit of planning as an entire family unit from one generation to the next is we have the opportunity to opportunity to, to do all kinds of tax work to mitigate estate tax in many generations. But we need the collaboration of the generations. And so we're seeing a progression in Canada. Um, in other countries, it's common that families would plan together. For example, in China, they generationally plan as a family unit. We don't tend to do that in Canada. We have a little bit of uh, history where we hold our cards close to chest. And unfortunately, that doesn't help us when we're trying to do wealth transfer to others. So in many instances, once we're working with the multiple of the generations, there's so much creativity that can be accomplished. You know, perhaps your son is building a business and as the grandparent group, you'd be better off to help that your son pay for education for the grandchildren than you would uh, giving him the money because he's already wealthy in his own right. So these are very creative and interesting uh, dynamics that are shifting in Canada, and we're becoming more open as a community and talking about it. Let's go back to that family that you dealt with recently. The, the uh, son is 50 or thereabouts. The mother is close to 90. Uh, And he's the one who said, Mom, we have to get in and see the folks at McMillan. Is that right? That's correct, Peter. And in this this particular instance, what's also amazing about what happened in our meeting is uh, the son wanted to promote what mom wants. He basically said in the meeting, I'm here as uh, an interpreter to make sure that mom has a voice and that the person who we should be listening to is mom. I'm here representing my siblings and we're all for what is good for mom and we will follow what mom's instructions are. And again, that's the nice part of this is that um, when we talk about life plan, we're talking about something that lasts as long as the person is alive. That's, That's what it's all about. It's not strictly like a will where it only kicks in after you pass. It's about... Uh, trying to make sure that in this case, mom is looked after for housing, for any level of care she requires, for meals, uh, for companionship. Whatever it is that's needed is what this life plan is about. That's exactly right, because we are living a very long time in society today. Many of us are going to make it to 100. And because of that occurrence, we shouldn't be looking at our estate as the moment of death. We should definitely be looking at our estate as how is it going to support us in the decades ahead that we're going to face in retirement. And we have three phases of retirement today because we are living so long. They've actually classified that we have early retirement where you're active and the inter inter area in between is more staying home, uh, caring for grandchildren, and then the end of life is, of course, caring with medical issues and so forth. So we've got these different phases of your life. How are we planning for them? You know, in early days in your retirement, perhaps you're traveling a lot, um, but when you're elder and at home, In the older phases of life, perhaps you need care and you need somebody to come into the house to help you once in a while. So you're going to design differently for every stage of retirement. And so what's so interesting is we just block off and say, okay, I've retired and that's it. Well, it's not that simple. And Henry, we often talk about elder abuse. This is the exact opposite in this case where the siblings have come in and they have said, you are creating something for mum, first of all. Absolutely. 
contrary to elder elder abuse, this is more a family love, family love for mom and or for dad, for uh, the legacy that they've built and the, the family that they've cherished throughout these years. And it's not only um, these soft issues, it has financial um, considerations as well because the family is also concerned about mom being worried on whether or not there's enough money to pay for tax. Well, they want to give mom and dad the comfort that there are resources available there so that they don't have to worry during their retirement. So the principles under which estate or life planning are done are protect assets, maximize wealth, and minimize tax. But it's nice to see in this particular example that some of the softer issues, what is in mom's best interest as an example, are being put at the front of the line uh, to in, in terms of priority. Well, this mother was a very spunky lady for the age she's at, and she really does have a voice, and she wants certain things to occur in her estate. It was quite clear she had concerns about one of the sons with issues with spending money and so forth, and that she wants to make sure that that money lasts him in his retirement. Um, so ultimately, she doesn't necessarily understand all the tactical things of tax or law, and she doesn't need to. She just needs to instruct us on what her hopes and wishes are, not just for her legacy, of course, but for where she's at in life. And this wonderful woman actually is going to transition now to care, and she has chosen her own care, um, and she's actually excited because she's going to decorate a room and move. And so this is not about her passing. This is about giving her quality of life while she's with us. And the whole process is about her peace of mind. That's right. And we should have the luxury um, as we age to have that peace of mind because ultimately that is what we have worked for our entire life. So we shouldn't be hassled or worried about these kinds of issues. We should have that freedom to certainly enjoy the time we have remaining here. Isn't it nice that at the age of 90 or thereabouts, she still seems pretty sharp, that she's not... Uh, She's not an invalid by any stretch of the imagination. She may not know all of the, the various options she has, but she has a broad brushstroke kind of feeling for what she wants. In fact, I think she was more current than us on the politics <laughs> of the world today um, because she has a little bit more time than us working people. So, yes, I think we uh, in society have a point of view of ageism, unfortunately. We don't recognize that the wisdom people gain by Another decade and another decade is quite extraordinary. And they actually have immense knowledge to share with us and immense experience. And so if you just take the time to not assume they're elders and they are sitting in a chair and get to know them, they're so interesting, kind, loving, happy, sad sometimes when they've lost spouses. They have a lot to share with us as a community and we should be listening to them. That's Sherry McMillan, head of McMillan Estate Planning and legal counsel, Henry Villanueva. Back with more in a moment on The Strong Room on 770 CHQR.